Welcome back to Strip Down. I have an incredible in-person guest me today. I'm looking at the beautiful Sunset Boulevard and have an amazing view. I'm like, wow, this is a nice switch up from uh, most of my recording at home. I have an incredible licensed marriage and family psychotherapist who I've been wanting to have on for quite some time because his mantras online, everything I've seen with him on social have really spoken to me as a mother and I really just like have loved him. I told him when I got here, I felt like I've known him for like quite some time now because I've been <laughs> following him and his journey and I love everything he's doing. James Gay, welcome to my show. Thank you so much. Thank it's a you. pleasure to be here with you. I'm so you. excited to be here in your office. It's so beautiful. It's oh, so like, so like, I'm like, oh, this is such a nice relaxing ambiance. <laughs> like mama doesn't get this much relaxing. <laughs> Amelia's out there with, you know, Tila, like doing her thing with my assistant. And I'm like, this is nice. This is Sometimes calm. clients get lost in the, you know, <laughs> the sky. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind nice. of therapeutic in and of itself. Totally. Right? <laughs> well, before we kind of get into it, because I have so yeah. many great questions, like tips I want to know from you. Sure. Tell us a little bit about who James is and uh -huh. like how you all, how this all came to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've been a psychotherapist since in private practice since, jeez, uh, 1999. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so over uh, 20 years Good now. Good for you. And I love it. It's just it's an opportunity to help people explore who they are. It's sort of like assisted self-study. And then from that place, live their lives more fully. Right? I love that. And I love that you always say that when you bring it back to live their lives more fully, because I think yeah. of course there's so many different approaches, oh, sure. you know, with therapy and all of that. But yeah. it's like what really caught my eye. Like when yeah. we first connected on social media, like right. straight up on Instagram was, I was like, <laughs> I love that you share that live life yeah. more fully. And it really spoke to me and it really resonated mm. with me. And that was why I wanted to have you on the show today. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's, you know, it comes from my own journey, sort of in adolescence, um, being pretty self hateful, you know, just rejecting myself in a lot of different ways and um, having to go through a process where through my own sort of self-discovery and recognizing who I am authentically, even if it's rejected by certain members of my family or other people at course, large, right? Yeah. <laughs> that to be in integrity with myself and live life in this more authentic, genuine place leads to so much greater self-compassion and engagement and just enjoyment in life. I love that. So. I think that's so beautifully said. And I love too that it came from your own journey because yeah. I think sometimes like the best types of people who like speak on this kind of thing it is from their heart your and where they started yeah your own lived right? experience yeah. and you're like okay how do i do this now uh -huh. how do i help others exactly yeah so i love absolutely love helping people go from like self-rejection or dislike or criticism to a place of self-compassion and greater Sort of um, just acceptance and enjoyment of who they are. That's that's my gig. That's amazing. <laughs> well, and speaking to that, because I was telling you before we um, started podcasting, I was mm -hmm. looking at your website, and I love that mm -hmm. you talked about you know that inner critic. Yeah. I'd, I'd love for you to lead into that and yeah. kind of explain what that like what that looks like to you. You know, sure. as your business and and mm -hmm. also tips, of course, for myself being uh -huh. a you know pregnant, busy mama uh, and, you know, and yes. mama on the go, <laughs> as well as so many others that you know listen, yeah. but I'm sure are like their worst critics because I right. know. I absolutely am. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's, I think it's important to recognize that we're all in this together, right? Most people at some points throughout their lives have some levels of self-judgment, criticism, and it can show up in lots of different ways, right? It can actually be like words that we hear in our head towards ourselves. Mm. It can be like this felt sense and body that's just like this squeamish or hiding or, you know, crunched shoulders or nausea. I mean, it can show up in lots of different ways. And so first we just need to recognize 
the voice, get off autopilot and be like, oh, this is the, these are the words, this is the felt sense that I'm telling myself in the midst of trying to live my best life, right? Right. And also to recognize that often the, um, the whole deal about the, the inner critic is that it's trying to protect us from something. Right? Mm. So if we can reframe it, rebuild a different kind of relationship with it where we're like, oh, I'm criticizing myself based on things I've heard in the past to try and avoid rejection in the moment or failure in the moment. It doesn't do it. It usually leads us to further turmoil yeah. or, you know, um, making mistakes and those kinds of things. Sure. But, um, but yeah, just recognizing that it's, it's really meant to try and protect us, even if it ends up hurting us in the long run. Okay. So that just resonated with me when, I, and I haven't heard that before when you were just saying like, it's something you've maybe heard before. And so right. therefore then you're protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. So do you think a lot of like those, like, you know, those, those words that we hear in our head or those right. thoughts that pop in, yeah. do you think a lot of them are from previous traumas, experiences, mm -hmm. different things that we've been through that continues to then trigger it? It often is. Yeah. It can be words from peers. If we've been bullied or teased, it can be from parents. If they've rejected certain aspects of who we are or want us to be different than who we are naturally, it can be from teachers. It can be from media and society, all these messages of how we're supposed to parent or look or be, yeah. you know, or do anything for that matter. <laughs> right. I mean, no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. There's at all. a lot of sources. I, I joke all the time with my mom yeah. friends. I'm like, yeah, you know, being a mom, like it, it's like, I, I feel so blessed to be this like, you know, quote unquote, like millennial, you know, mm. mom, time mom uh -huh. in the sense that I have so much information, yeah. but the other side of it is like, oh my God, but you know, overload. don't do this and then do that. And then yeah, <laughs> right. since you're overload, you're like, oh, no big deal. Ah. Yeah, okay. I got this. Right? <laughs> you know? It's like, what do you do with too much information? Right. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I like this concept I heard in grad school um, that's called about being a good enough parent, mm. right? It's not being about a perfect parent because we need to be imperfect so our kids or those around us can also feel free to be themselves and to make mistakes and recognize that we can still have worth and value regardless of when we mess up. Right. right absolutely and we all and we all make mistakes period i mean it's like yeah. it's like it's funny like i you know like i joke with my friends we talk and i'm like yeah my parents made mistakes too obviously like it's like <laughs> right. they, we all, we all make mistakes i won't maybe i won't make the same mistakes but i'll fuck my kids up a different way you know it's like that's <laughs> just that's just the way it goes you're right. gonna make mistakes. each generation hopefully right. moves the mark a little further, a little further and but then includes their own stuff right? exactly exactly yeah yeah well and to, like as far as you know moms and, and dads uh -huh. and just parents are concerned for yourself like being a counselor like mm -hmm. do you see a lot of parents trying to really like put like like what they went through like mm. on their children to make sure kind of like oh this happened to me so like, I want to make sure this doesn't happen to you like right. can you speak to that yeah well often it's it's a reaction to a missed experience or ways that they um weren't parented in the way that they wanted right and and so oftentimes people overcorrect and the pendulum swings to the opposite side <laughs> and which is also not so useful often right right so right it's it's about um yeah, it's about finding that middle way oftentimes, you know, and and also, you know, it's it's about how do we how do we exhibit and model for our children sort of a beingness of of acceptance and love and, you know, as as parents, 
you know, I'm saying we, even though I'm not a parent. That's okay. I feel like I'm a parent <laughs> I'm sure you because you're but... in so much of it, <laughs> right. I can imagine. I feel like a parent every day <laughs> in the best possible terms. Yeah, sure. But it's it's like providing a container of safety um, for which children get to sort of express themselves and have the freedom to do that. And then the parent's role is really to regurgitate back, you know, all that sort of, uh, you know, in ways that are tangible and digestible for children, right? So, so in order to do that, we need to be sort of present with ourselves, with our child, and, and really, you know, it's, again, not being perfect, right. but just slowing it down sometimes, even in the fast-pacedness of parenting and all that it's required, mm-hmm. you know, being able to have moments when we just slow down, touch base, and, and you know, come with our full beingness towards our child. Right. Well, and, and that kind of leads into w- which is one of your biggest things you speak on mm-hmm. social and on your site and obviously with your patients, mindfulness. Right. So right. I feel like, and I'm sure that you've heard this too, and I, I feel like you probably are going to know exactly what I'm talking about as soon as I say it, but yeah. I feel like because how you were just saying with society and, mm. you know, social media and trends and this and that, mm. I feel like everyone's so now about being quote unquote mindful. It's like overly uh, like, uh-huh. oh, I'm mindful of this. I'm <laughs> right. mindful of that. I did it. It's uh-huh. like, I'm like, oh, are you? Or like, are you just saying it? Totally. It's like they call it Mick mindfulness, right? <laughs> the secularization of this concept. Right. Yeah. It's exactly. sometimes misapplied or misinterpreted. Yes. Right? Yeah. So uh-huh. tell us, you know, as an expert and a professional, sure. what in your opinion, uh-huh. mindfulness means, and how yeah. do you practice it, especially as a parent uh-huh. and you know, uh, you know, raising a child and all right. of that. Right, totally. Well, I think the key concepts of mindfulness are really about being present, right, in the moment, and it, present in a place that is non-judgmental, right. Mm. So sometimes it's even just recognizing, oh, I'm having that judgment right now, right, and and looking at it almost like you would on a computer screen or on your digital device, you know, a little bit more distance with curiosity instead of that kind of judgment. So so sometimes we just start with recognizing the judgment in the first place, right? Instead of okay. like judging the judgment of the judgment. Right, 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 right. So true. Yeah, you go down that like rabbit hole of judgment. Totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's about being present in a non-judgmental way um, so that you're recognizing anything that arises to the surface, whatever's there. And then from that place, giving ourselves a lot of kindness and compassion and warmth and affection, whatever exists naturally, not trying to force it to be anything different than what it is, right? Mm -hmm. There's this acronym um, that Tara Brock uh, uses uh, that I think is really useful. It's it's, uh, the acronym RAIN, and it's in order to develop greater self-compassion. And R stands for recognize. Mm. So first, sort of noticing whatever thoughts, feelings, sensations are going on right. at the moment. Pay attention. Right? Mm-hmm. Then A is allow. Again, not forcing it to be anything different. It's not about overindulging or obsessing on one end, and it's also not about denying or ignoring on the other end, right? It's right. just whatever it is, as it is, allowing it to be. And then I is for investigate with care, which is really, again, about that curiosity, right? Like connecting the dots, like am I having this emotional response because of my history or something that hasn't been resolved with this person across from me or what's going on here, you know? And then N is for nurture. To really, you know, mm. bring in that love, that care, acting as your own best friend or good enough parent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes we need, you know, as parents, we need to 
comparing ourselves oh, in the process, yes. right? Amen like, it's that. okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, all the time. I'm like, right. okay, it's okay. You're doing your best. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I've especially been dealing with all that. Obviously, being, mm. you know, I'm very pregnant in front of you right now. Like, <laughs> being, you know, like six months or so, you know, pregnant yeah, and yeah. having a toddler and toddler. running my businesses and all these things. Like, Oof. No I, pressure. Oh, <laughs> no pressure. Right. Growing a human, no big deal. Uh-huh. You know, doing squats outside your elevator. Like, okay, baby, I just need you to move over a little bit today. Right. But it's true. You're right. It's, I guess I have to check into also that nurturing mm, because right. I feel like I, I do recognize to a mm, point mm-hmm. and I am aware and I, I you know I try to allow like that to play out and, and kind of sit with it and, and right. learning to sit with all those feelings and, and mm-hmm. let it happen mm-hmm. but then maybe like where I'm disconnected like where my disconnect is from hearing you say like a nurture right. I don't really check back in with myself and go like but it's uh, okay yeah 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 given some love even if you messed up or mm-hmm. made a mistake or whatever it is right mm-hmm. it's yeah it's it's the missing ingredient it's the antidote for society at large right now we need to recognize we're all in this together you know and we have a shared humanity you know these qualities that exist in us and to just be really kind in the process yeah no and i love and i I love that uh, acronym that's very cool so for you like when Uh you sit you know with whether it be couples or Mm. parents whoever may be of your patients Mm -hmm. what are some mindfulness tips that you Mm. give them besides of course that acronym Mm. that they can kind of apply to their own Mm. lives you know at home when they're Mm. not when they're not with james (laughs) i'm sure you don't go everywhere with them Uh (laughs) although i'm sure i'm sure some of your patients try to take you (laughs) Well, hopefully they internalize me a bit, right? <laughs> In the best sense. Right. Um, well, you know, I, I guess my main thing is this stuff takes practice and consistency, right? So it's sort of like if you were to go to the gym for the first time, you're not going to be able to lift 250, 300 pounds right off the bat. Or, you know, if you want to train for a marathon, the first time you run, you're not going to be able to go that far, that right. long, that quickly. Yeah. It really does take you know, repeated, consistent practice at this. And so does mindfulness. You know, sometimes at the end of a session, I'll have a client be like, whew, I'm exhausted. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we just had an emotional workout there, huh? You know? I love that. Because it's, you know, it really, it's, it's about taking ourselves off autopilot, going against gravity or the grain of what we've been habituated to do. And that takes a certain amount of energy, right? So being really, you know, kind, practicing it can be even practicing while you're doing the dishes or brushing your teeth or having a meal it really just is about slowing down looking at you know utilizing our senses of sight and taste and hearing and touch and all these types of things to really like be in the moment of whatever's happening and and when we do that we build those muscles to be able to apply it moments when we, we need it the most like in during conflict or you know when we're having an inner critic attack or those kinds of things okay and so when you say you know uh, be present and also like you know in the mindfulness of like really getting off of autopilot mm. I, I i'm totally guilty of this like i, I am try, too yeah, <laughs> we're I, in it together <laughs> yeah like i try really yeah. hard and i feel like i'm getting yeah. better uh-huh. but how do you really encourage, because you just said you are as right. well, mm-hmm. how do you really encourage your, your patients and how do you also mm-hmm. really encourage yourself as James right. to be able to get off of autopilot? Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the, the main key ingredients for me is about usually slowing down our pace, right? Um, going back to the breath, 
right? I like this concept of the swinging door where we let certain thoughts in and we let them go out. It's mm. not like we have this locked door where we're like, I'm not going to have this negative thought. I'm not going to have this negative thought or I don't like this feeling. I'm going to reject it. I don't want to ever have it again. It's like that's just setting ourselves up for failure. Right. right? Like you said earlier, we need to be able to sit with it exactly. and process it. Allow whatever it is, even if it's stuff that we don't like or mm-hmm. feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, not that we're doing that 24 7. Right. But <laughs> you need an emotional that would basket be exhausting. case. <laughs> Talk yeah. about emotional you workout. Need breaks. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get injured. Your patients would never leave. They would just be camped inside where we are right, right now on the couch. I'll just be right here, James. It's not no. going anywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, it's about slowing down, you know, going back to our breath, to our bodies, oftentimes. That's why sort of having the five senses can be touchstones into our presence present moment experience right and and then again practice 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 right right continuing to do it so that like you said mm-hmm. once you're practicing and practicing it it becomes right. more human nature mm-hmm. to then and that's something i've been trying to check in with myself especially being pregnant like i've been doing breathing more and like mm. when i really feel myself out of control even if like amelia's mm-hmm. running around everything's crazy and it's just her and i and I'm, you know house is chaos many right. times <laughs> and i just sit there and I, I shut my eyes and i'm like okay i'm just gonna breathe for three seconds right. i'm just just gonna force myself totally to stop everything that's going on yeah. and just breathe and yeah. i've noticed like it, even if it only helps for a little bit it yeah. does help yeah yeah it's it recenters us it, it brings us back home right mm-hmm. so that's that's the key and so you know like speaking of like being pregnant i know i have a lot mm-hmm. of you know moms listening that are pregnant yeah would you say there's like a, a different degree of mm-hmm. you know that mindfulness and mm-hmm. and all those things when you are pregnant or are there are other um i guess like skills that you should be paying attention to when you especially mm-hmm. are you know of course in this state of like very vulnerable and growing a life mm. and all these things mm-hmm, you know that like mm-hmm. again right all so many of us are on autopilot like sure. i feel like this i feel like i've been like m- mindful and aware mm. in this pregnancy mm. but somehow mm-hmm. i'm 25 weeks pregnant and i'm like oh my gosh we're mm. halfway through <laughs> right. like how did that happen totally. you know it's yeah. like and so now i'm trying really hard to check in with myself and be like uh-huh. i really want to enjoy the rest of this pregnancy mm. and like really be mm-hmm, mindful mm-hmm. and aware and also enjoy mm-hmm. the time with amelia because it's soon not going to just be her and i right. you know and just right. the three of us yeah so you know like I guess like what would be you know some tips you know for myself but also anyone else listening that like Uh is pregnant in in that space sure well as you're talking and and you know your listeners don't know this but as you're talking you were touching your belly right (laughs) so in a way as you're talking about wanting to be more mindful and present you automatically were going there Mm, right okay and so, I didn't know I was doing. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's brilliant. There, there is a wisdom that we are not always even aware of, right? Mm-hmm. So, for example, if we need a little self-soothing, sometimes I'll I'll see people sort of touching their knee, you know, um, going back and forth right. on their arms, rubbing on their, arm. rubbing mm-hmm. on their arms, you know, um, you know, flicking their feet back and forth to you know spell any energy there. Right. So, so sometimes you know regardless of whether you're pregnant or not, but especially when you're pregnant, right? right? It's about going back into your body and noticing the things that feel, that, that feel tight or relaxed or stretched or, (laughs) you know, in, in whatever ways. And, and again, sort of bringing some of that self-soothing so that, you know, when we're filling ourselves up, then we have more to give and more ability Mm. to be present in our relationships and in life. Right. So really focusing it's, it's, 
it's self-care, but it's it, through right. that care, it's it gives us the ability to, to show up more for our child or our baby inside or yeah, whatever. Right, or ourselves. Right? Ourselves. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and I love that you said self-care because don't you feel like also that's become such a buzzword now? Sure, sure. And people will be like, oh yeah, I have to do self-care. Right. But like what you're saying, when uh-huh. you actually check into that self-care is when you're right. already aware and you're kind of practicing that mindfulness. Right. And then it's like, okay, what am I doing for myself or mm-hmm. for my family or whoever it may be right. to be able to give more to them? Yep. Yep. And, you know, sometimes these buzzwords get sort of misused and misapplied. You know, it's not self-care that's neglectful of your responsibilities or others around you. It's not permission to, you know, cancel left and right and not show up and not follow through and all those kinds of things, right? It's it's really about um, being kind, caring, and compassionate with ourselves in demonstrative ways, right? Mm. Either internally in our thinking and our emotions or, you know, the ways that we sort of care for our bodies, right? So, um, yeah, and and it also has to be in conjunction in relationship, right? Right. That we're relational beings. So it's not to the um, detriment of our relationships. It's actually to feed them. There needs to be, you know, I, I think that's when self-care talk gets too extreme, it's too individual. Right. You know, and so we need to sort of collectively care for each other as well. And. And so, like, what you, I appreciate you saying that because mm-hmm. I think, too, like, a lot of people will post, like, especially on social media, like, yeah. you know, self-care isn't selfish. And mm-hmm. I agree to mm-hmm. an extent. Right. It's not because right. you do have to do things to check in with yourself or mm-hmm. to feel good. Like, I know as mom, like, I go get my lashes filled. I go get a massage once mm-hmm. a month. Like, mm-hmm. and I tell my husband, like, you're on daddy duty. Like, this right. is what I need to go do for myself, you know? Totally. And, and, like, or he'll be like, I'm going to golf, you know? Uh-huh. I, I need to have that outlet, you know? So it's like, those right. are our own self-cares. Sure. But I, I guess uh, my question would be is, like, when do I guess you know where you're saying kind of mm. goes to more of that selfish space or it mm. goes to kind of mm-hmm. too exerted? Mm-hmm. How do you, I guess, be aware of mm. that type of, you know, um, I don't want to say abuse, but I guess mm-hmm. like overly right. self-care. I don't know how to phrase it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, like, like I said, sometimes it could be misappropriated or misinterpreted, misused, right? So if we are calling our self-absorbed, you know, behaviors that are, to the exclusion of empathizing for anyone around us at any point in time. I'm just being dramatic. Sure, here, of course. But right? <laughs> and we're just saying, oh, I'm just taking care of myself, you know, and being mean or rude or inconsiderate of other people around us, then that's that's not self-care. That's right. just being You're just being you asshole. Know, <laughs> right. Straight up, right, okay. Noted. So, you know, we can pay attention to the reactions of others uh, around us. If, for example, if we've historically sort of taking care of others at our own expense and then we start to be able to notice oh wait I need to give some of that to myself first then you know the pendulum can feel like it swings others around us may not like that we're less available mm-hmm. or less attentive I've been dealing with that right? yeah uh-huh. and so there needs to be a period of adjustment they can try and pull us back to, into old ways of being and the people that will understand and get as we communicate with them the importance that we're going through this stage, right, mm-hmm. um, will hopefully 
you know, support us in the process and realign, you know, as we're sort of updating the new social contracts. There, right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. But some may not. And some may be like, well, this doesn't work for me any longer. And you know? I love that you said that because obviously, like we all know, people come in and out of your lives and mm. some stick, people stick for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I've been really between becoming a mom mm. and really, like you said, kind of readjusting and mm-hmm. finding Allie again and doing mm. all these things. Mm. I've noticed so much fall off and I've had some people say to me, you know, like you're not really available anymore or, you know, you're not really, you know, checking in the way you used to. And I'm like, I'm still here. It's still me, but like I have a whole new shift of priorities. I'm trying to learn how to be a mom and a good mom, (laughs) you know, and present for my husband and be a good wife and be good to Allie, you know, (laughs) and now I have her coming, you know? So it's like, you know, and it's like, and I try to check in and I, Uh each day I take, you know, different times when I'm in the car to call different mm. friends mm. but I notice like mm-hmm. I do you know lack in a lot of those areas and mm. I ha- I tell myself like it's okay I'm giving myself grace because I am mm. working through my own stuff and everything mm-hmm. but it is hard because I have some mm. people have said to me you know mm. well you're just like not around and like when mm. you decide to show back up like let mm. me know and I'm just like uh, oh okay <laughs> you know I know right exactly you know yeah. but I guess like you said part uh-huh. of that is also part of the growth and sure. the fall off and some of those people maybe aren't meant to be long term yeah yeah, potentially, or th- like you said, they might pop up later, right. um, as the as the case may be. But I think the the fact that you're acknowledging this shift mm-hmm. and you know, kind of like I would really love to be able to talk to you or check in more frequently. Yeah, and totally. I'm just feeling really full at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate your understanding if you can, but I also you know understand if to look elsewhere for friendships or right. other kinds Whatever of things in your be. life. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, and and I love that you said full because. Right. I think a lot of times we all get overly full Uh, and we don't even like realize it. Right. And then it's like you get to the point where then again you're neglecting everything and you're like, Uh, oh, I'm overly full. How do you, because I'm sure you have patients that come in and sit down with you and are like, oh my gosh, everything's exploding. Mm. How do you walk them through like, okay, let's let's make things less full for you. How do we, you know what I mean? I guess (laughs) going going back to a little bit of mindfulness, but Uh just that that fullness, like, you know, like what do you do or what do you explain to do? Totally. Um, Well, I I think, First of all, just recognizing what our priorities are, how they shift, right? So if we're in a good relationship with ourselves, we have a certain level of intimacy and self-knowledge, self-awareness, we can recognize what things feed us, what things drain us, um, where our passions lie, where mm. we feel a sense of aliveness or engagement, and, um, and, and making sure that we're spending enough of our time in those types of areas, right? And then also recognizing if there's people or hobbies or interests that just no longer do something for us. We can't be friends to everyone. We so can't true. be all things to all people. We have limitations and that's okay. You know, <laughs> that's so, human. Right? <laughs> yeah. So just recognizing that's the case, giving ourselves permission to show up in ways that we can with people that we decide to, and, mm-hmm. you know, is, is part of adulthood. Right. And that <laughs> you know? process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and speaking of being full, I, I know you have a patient uh, coming very soon, real life. So what, I guess would be, I would just kind of love to hear any gems that you would mm. love to leave us with, you know, yeah. whether you are, you know, married, single, mm. you know, pregnant mother, whatever, mm-hmm. maybe, but what are some gems that, you know, James Gay would want us to sure. take away from this? 
Well, I think that one of the things that I always come back to in my own life and, um, and, and giving to others as well is just to recognize that we are all worthy of love and support and we, we have inherent value and worth. Regardless of what we do, we don't do, regardless of the degrees or the parenting skills we have or the types of children we have or lack thereof, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, that it's not something that we have to prove or get. It's just our birthright. So the more that we can kind of tap into that awareness and that appreciation of who we are just inherently at our core is of value and worth, then we can live life from that place more of the time. And that's that's what leads to tons of enrichment and enjoyment of life. Love that. That's so beautifully said. Well, thank you so much, James. This was wonderful. I feel more relaxed sitting here. I feel like I got my own therapy session. <laughs> Mama needed it. Uh-huh. Um, tell us where we can find you, plug yourself, all that sure, good stuff. Sure, sure. My website is livingmorefully.com, and my Instagram handle is James G-U-A-Y, L-M-F-T. <laughs> Perfect. And if someone did mm-hmm. want to book you sure. up for an actual session, they can yeah. go on your website? Yes. Okay, yes. Cool. They can schedule online. They can call, text, email, whatever sort of works. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on. And guys, sure. till next time, cheers and live life more fully. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.